Welcome, beautiful humans, to Empowered Sobriety. I am your host, Lindsay Fauna. And I'm your other host, Abigail Gerber. We are both trauma-informed life coaches in hopes of empowering individuals to see beyond their addiction and recovery into compassion, love, acceptance, and freedom. Empowered Sobriety is a podcast for those considering sobriety, are newly sober, or already living a sober life and wanting to up-level their growth in sobriety. Each week, we'll be dropping episodes discussing topics such as childhood traumas, PTSD, sober dating, and sober sex, how to enjoy the social scene, and is AA the only path to sobriety, plus so much more, along with bringing on other sober coaches that have done deep transformational work like we have We are also hoping to bring on anyone who feels called to be coached on air by us. Hello, everyone, Empowered Sobriety community. We are so stoked to be back with you again this week. And Lindsay and I want to talk to you about all things forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yes. Does that make anybody else squint or squirm in their chair. Squirm. Yeah. For sure. Lindsay and I want to talk about this because it is huge in the sobriety realm because a lot of us have done some things we're not real proud of (laughs) and also some things have been done to us that we're not real stoked on. Yes, absolutely. Forgiveness is part of the healing journey and Forgiveness for ourselves and forgiveness for others. Yes, it is such a huge piece of sobriety, not only to get started in your sober lifestyle and in your sober journey, but to stay sober. I would say the biggest piece for me was that within my first two years of sobriety, that was when a lot of things were moving through my channels. The further I got away from my last drink, the more stuff was rising to the surface and coming up and flowing out of me. And I was met with old memories of behaviors or interactions that I had while drinking. First, I would feel the shame or guilt. And then the the piece that is called the work is the forgiveness piece, whether it be forgiving yourself or forgiving another person. So it's a yeah. huge part of sobriety. Yes. I have gone to a few AA meetings and honestly, I'm always left in those meetings with a sense of that there needs to be some deep forgiveness mm-hmm. for the stories that I hear just around what us as, you know, as having addictions have done. There's a lot of shame, mm-hmm. which, you know, we'll be talking, touching on that a lot throughout this podcast, but also Lindsay and I want to dedicate like a whole podcast to shame and guilt because it is. It's huge. It's such a driving force in how we show up. Yeah. And forgiveness is part of all that. It was hard for me to sit in those AA meetings and listen, you know, because I just wanted to hug everybody. 
and they were just from what I experienced, just like just stuck in shame, mm-hmm. just stuck there. Mm-hmm. And it was just really hard for me to watch. I'm also willing to admit, is that a reflection of me? Is there still shame in me? You know, because I believe that we're all mirrors for each other. So was there shame mirroring my shame? Mm-hmm. So that's always something that I am aware of as well. So I'd like to start us off with what forgiveness is not. And forgiveness is not condoning <laughs> or excusing harmful or hurtful behaviors. Mm-hmm. Really important to know that. What forgiveness is, is that we are forgiving the judgments and beliefs and misunderstandings that keep us in suffering. Mm-hmm. And it's a really powerful distinction. When you start to bring compassion, it's not like you're trying to bring compassion to somebody right away. That would be spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. Do you have a good definition, a good example of what spiritual bypassing is for people? Yeah. So whether it be you doing something or somebody else doing something to you Mm -hmm. and it being about oh, it's just the universe and these things happen and it's all part of the plan and it's just, you know, giving it up to the universe and the world. Yeah. Instead of acknowledging. Yes. And being present to whether it be a trauma or a conflict or a disagreement or whatever it is. And owning the feelings present to that, Mm -hmm. validating your experience Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. It would just be like totally (laughs) skipping over all of that. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. And it helped me because I I know what, what it is in my head, but sometimes it's hard for me to explain it because there's a lot of spiritual bypassing that I've experienced in my life around God will take care of it. Mm hmm which, yes, <laughs> but I think it kind of is a good segue into part of forgiveness work is validating and then releasing stuck emotions. Mm-hmm. And where we can get into spiritual bypassing is when you're not validating and you're not experiencing how you feel. Yes. Yeah. A big piece of this is validating our experience and our feelings. So I just know for myself, if I am working on an interaction or a situation where I was overly aggressive, reactive, I had my part to play in it. And there's this guilt or this shame around it. I have a really hard time acknowledging my experience. And I have a really hard time acknowledging myself in those moments because I just want to feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. Because it has been conditioned and programmed in us that if we do wrong or we mess up, right, Mm -hmm. that we should feel guilty about it. And that we should 
feel bad for, you know, the extent of our quote unquote injury that we're causing to others or ourselves. And so sometimes it's really hard to acknowledge yourself and your experience and your feelings behind it, because a lot of times our driving force behind the pain that we are creating for others or for ourselves is based from our own pain Mm -hmm. and our own suffering. Yeah. And so our acknowledgement of that Mm -hmm. can help us and support us in releasing a lot of that shame and guilt and being able to move forward and move through and get to forgiveness and compassion. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There are a few points of forgiveness that are important that you don't need to be face to face with the person. Mm-hmm that we are potentially forgiven. And really, you don't ever need to talk to that person. Mm -mm. It's not required. It's more than just words. It requires the embodiment of the feeling of compassion. Mm. And from my own work, ooh. I have, which I talk a lot about this, is that I have a really hard time with my anger, allowing Mm -hmm. myself to be angry. What I have found in my own experience and also with people that I've coached, there is a deep well of compassion on the other side of anger. Yes. And I'm talking about like if you need to forgive, if you're ready to move into forgiving somebody and also if you're ready to forgive yourself. Yeah. But I could not find that well of compassion unless I experienced what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. When I allowed myself to be angry, when I allowed myself to feel guilt, like just let myself feel it, not try to move away from it. Just like, I feel guilty right now. I feel shame just being present with it Mm -hmm. and validating it. Okay. I feel shame right now. I feel angry. Where am I feeling it in my body? A lot of times I feel anger in my jaw or something like wanting to come out. There's something I want to say and my jaw gets real involved in that, obviously. So it's a very experiential process. If you just move, like we just talked about, if you move from somebody did this to me, but it's okay, that's a bypass. Mm -hmm. Let yourself feel it. Yes. And give yourself permission or that little one inside of you permission to feel it. Mm -hmm. And that is work right there. Yes. Yes. What does your anger release look like? I'm just curious. Um. I always joke that my anger is stored in my ankles. So it has to like come all the way up my legs, through my hips, through my (laughs) stomach, through my chest, and into my throat and out my mouth. (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I am not somebody who can just do an anger release. Like I was just telling Heather, one of our, our classmates, she was asking me about my anger release. And I was like, 
I used to get so mad at coaches when they would get really excited when I clearly needed to release my anger and -hmm. they'd be like, scream into a pillow. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I am not ready to do that yet. So for me, my anger release comes from talking like I have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to talk about things, but f- for me, actually in a lot of somatic work, like a backstory is not important, but for me, I have to like, it's like revving the engine Yes, for mm-hmm. me. So I have to like tell the coach, this is what I'm so mad at. Mm-hmm. And then I love to throw things. I've discovered this at a rage room. Have you ever been to a rage room before? No, but I remember talking about this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered that throwing VCR tapes <laughs> is the best medicine for me. <laughs> so specific. It's so specific. And then I, last year on my 40th birthday, I went camping with some good friends. We were out in the woods and some anger was coming up. We were around lodgepole pines. And so there was like pine cones everywhere. <laughs> and I was just like chucking fucking pine cones and just <laughs> yelling. Didn't really know what I was angry at, but it was coming up. I was like, okay. And we don't even need to know. No. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So now, obviously, I can't throw pine cones or VCR <laughs> tapes, but <laughs> I throw socks. Yes. I Perfect. throw socks. I actually put a I put together a video on this on my Instagram. Abigee coaching, if you want to look at three ways to release anger for people who don't like to release anger, because I don't like to make noise. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's actually very quiet ways to just release, you know, your, so no one neighbor. hears you. <laughs> so your neighbors don't hear. Like, I'm so self-conscious of that. Even now, like, there's still, I'm still working through that for sure. So <laughs> what's your favorite way to release anger? I have like a kid's bat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I just nice. like beat the shit out of my bed or pillows yeah. or my couch. I really like primal screams too. Oh I yeah. Like you just posted like, a video on that with your niece. Oh, yeah, that was fire, like, Lynn. That's like guttural, <laughs> like coming from the depths of my stomach kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. The bat is great but I want to try a rage room now that you talked about it I'm like I just want to see you know oh, but yeah. I don't I don't know how I'll feel about like things breaking super loudly or like crashing around me but you never know the music they turn the music up oh beautiful wildly loud like smashing kind of hurt my wrist uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like they give you like a dvd player and a vcr and so it just hurt me and so <laughs> I started throwing tapes and clay pigeons and I was like oh Okay. I'm into this. Yeah. 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 And you know, though I store a lot of anger in my left shoulder blade. Mm, So mm -hmm. throwing the act of throwing like really helped release a lot of that anger that's stuck there. Beautiful. So not everyone may be connected to their anger in exactly where it's stored. But for me, just on my journey, I can tell like my left shoulder is anger and grief. Yeah. Okay. Another point of forgiveness that we are all humans doing the best we can. (laughs) Sure are. In spite of the fact that someone else, our own performance falls very short of our expectations. Mm -hmm. Part of forgiveness is we're not forgiving the events or the actions that upset us. We're forgiving ourselves for the misunderstandings we have formed 
or the limiting beliefs we have about ourselves or mm-hmm. someone else or just life in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably the most important part is that we are forgiving ourselves for the misunderstanding. So the judgments that we put around what we expected of ourselves and mm-hmm. what we expected of other people. Yeah. That's yeah. really important. And I want to go into forgiveness that I've done a lot of work with my mom mm-hmm. around this. And it's really deepened our relationship and brought us together. We're so much closer than we used to be mm-hmm. because I forgave myself for buying into the misunderstanding that this woman who brought me into this plane, into this earth, needed to be this perfect mother. Mm-hmm. I think really good work for everyone, a little home play work, would be to write down what your definition of a mother and a father is. And then overlay that against your actual parents. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't matching up. I wasn't actually seeing who she was because I know what my mom's been through. It's been through a lot. When I did that exercise, I was able to see that I was expecting this woman to show up this way. And that's not at all what was reality. Mm -hmm. There's so much that I was punishing her for. There are things that my mom is capable of and there are things that she wasn't. And I was punishing her for things that she wasn't capable of. Right. And the breakthrough came when I started to see her for how she does show up for me. Mm -hmm. And it was huge. I actually had coaching from Mama Bear Michelle. She was like the students coach throughout Mm -hmm. the Elementum coaching program. And she said to me, you're not allowing your mom to show up differently. You're expecting her to show up this way. And so you're bringing that old energy into it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever she would call, I would tense up. Whenever she would say something and I'd be like, oh God, you know, like, oh, here we are again. You know, like I was bringing old Abby and old mom back in there. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you were bracing, bracing bracing exactly for her, you know, and that comes with the unknown or the expectation of she's going to fail or she's going to fuck up or she's going to disappoint me or whatever it might be, whatever the story is. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, there's no way I would have been able to get through that breakthrough if I hadn't processed my anger, if I hadn't processed my grief beforehand. Yes. They, I went through many cycles of releasing all of those stuck emotions because I had a belief around who I thought she needed to be, and I was angry yes. at that. Yes. And so I allowed myself to be angry at the judgments, at the beliefs that I thought. And then there was so much clarity on the other side of that where I found compassion not only for myself and things that I've been through, but also for her. 
But yeah. I just want to be very careful. You have got to validate and experience your feelings first. Because if you don't, again, you just bypass right through it. And that's not true forgiveness. That's letting something go. The difference. Yes. And I think a huge part of that too is just understanding that this is majority of people's experience with their parents. Nobody's getting it right on all cylinders. Like nobody's firing and just like, oh, landed that one, landed that one, landed that one as a yeah. parent. You know, because part of being a human is experiencing things like this, yeah. especially with your parents. Mm -hmm. This is part of our growth. This is part of our evolution. This is part of growing up. This is part of transitioning from a child to an adult. All of it. This is all parts of it. Everything is here for us. It's meant for us. It's all yeah. here at the right time. And part of the validation that you're talking about as far as validating your feelings and your own experience, yeah. mm -hmm. letting that inner child know that everything that you felt was real. Yes, absolutely. It's such a beautiful piece that you just brought to yeah. the space. Yeah. yeah. For some of us, especially with the, with the mother wound is a big one for sure. I know some of our listeners are, are bracing too, thinking about yes. <laughs> venturing into the mother wound. I will say that it has been so rewarding because she's responding to me. I know it. I know she is. I can feel it. I can see it. You know, she mm -hmm. came out to visit me last summer. We had a great time. We had a little hiccup there in the beginning, but <laughs> we got through it. Yeah. <laughs> and she even made the comment, you know, it's so like relaxing to be around you because I've worked on my nervous system. Yeah. I've worked on myself so that I can show up differently. Mm -hmm. And when I show up differently, she shows up differently. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Proof's in the pudding. Does it mean that we've got a great relationship and everything's smooth sailing? No, right. not at all. But it's different. I can feel it. And it's only growing. I just love my mom so much. <laughs> I love this for you. Yeah. I have so much more love and more compassion from doing work on my own self and allowing myself to, mm -hmm. to feel, to feel the feels. I just really quick want to acknowledge you from us first meeting. You're so good at that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> us first meeting in Elementum and having our first session together. Yeah. And where you were then to, oh, yeah. Yeah, to Woo. hearing you. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. To hearing yeah. you speak about your mom and the relationship that you have today. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful and powerful, Abby. So yeah. Just really want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge my mom too for hanging in there. We had a real rocky relationship and She's got a fierce love in her. Mm -hmm. She's got a real fierce love in her. And I just love her so much. Beautiful. I love her uh, hanging on. Mm -hmm. yes. So, And I also want to acknowledge that some moms don't. And that's the work. Mm -hmm. That's the work. What about you, though? Where have you had to forgive or decided to forgive? I'll probably talk about my relationship with my mom as well. There was so much anger there 
for my childhood and just things that happened. My first two years of sobriety, I was just so excited about feeling better and riding that pink cloud and just being like, oh my gosh, everything's so good, so good, so good, so good. And then actually when I relapsed within that eight months, Mm -hmm. I felt so much shame and guilt and I was looking to place blame somewhere. A lot of that blame went to my mom. Our relationship at that time actually got so bad because of, again, the way that I was showing up that I was like, I never want to speak to you. I never want to see you. I don't want to have anything to do with you ever again. As I got back into sobriety and now that I've been sober again for five years, this journey has been about forgiving her as a mother, forgiving her as a human being, and forgiving myself for holding on to all of that for such a long time, just wanting to channel that anger and that blame somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our relationship today is so much smoother and so much better based on the forgiveness that I have had for myself in the way that I showed up with her and also the forgiveness that I have experienced for her as my mom, but as like a human that has had her own experience for her childhood wounding and how that played out in her life and how she showed up and how she parented me and my sister and how she was in her marriage to my dad in the relationships after her divorce and things like that. I just, the forgiveness, like you said, anger, Mm -hmm. forgiveness, compassion, like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. level, the amount of compassion that I have for her as a human being today mm-hmm. is something that I, I I literally thought was untouchable. I didn't think that it was possible and it's fucking powerful and it's beautiful. And it's, it's a forever work in progress because there are things that she can say or do that trigger the little girl in me. And then I'm back there. I'm like a 13 year old and I'm having a reaction And then I get to bring my higher self in and either choose differently or I get to repair quicker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Something that's dropping in for me to say too is the person, also if they've passed away, Mm -hmm. you can still do that. You're still allowed to be angry. Yes. You're still allowed to feel all the feelings. I've had to do a lot of that with my dad. My dad passed away in 2010. And so there was a lot of times where I was like, I can't get mad at him because he died. And so for anyone that's feeling that, woo, that's work too. That's work. So in acknowledging you, thank you for talking about that and sharing what you've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. With your mom. I can't wait to meet your mom, by the way. (laughs) I'll make sure that happens when she's in town next time. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We should do a Mother's Day special too. Oh, 
Yeah. I know. Love, love for the mamas. Mm -hmm. Also too, what's dropping is if someone is just hearing us talk about this, forgiving your mom or your dad or or spouse or, or whatever, if you're just like, fuck that, I'm not, you know, that's, that's information. Yes. That's information. That's all. That's, that's information. I'll leave it there. (laughs) That's the information and invitation to self-inquiry. So yeah, absolutely. A little bit further there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So steps for forgiveness. So we've talked a lot about just acknowledging, validating, feeling. And then are there any actions that you need to take? Do you need to make an apology? If it's something that you've done, really, it's a learning process. Do you need to make an apology to yourself, to your little one? That's fire right there. Yeah. And then when it's time, when it's time, because it may not be time yet. And that's okay. This isn't going to be like a 20 minute process. No. No. Then you move into compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you move into forgiveness statements. So, Here's some examples of forgiveness statement. Forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that, and I'll use my mom as example. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that my mom needed to be what I expected a mother to be like. Mm -hmm. Because it was what society was telling me a mom is supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. We always hear that. How could a mom do that? That's judgment. How could a mom ever do that? That is huge judgment on moms or dads or whatever, you know? And so I forgive myself for believing. Here's another one. I forgive myself for believing that my mom needed to show up in this way. Mm -hmm. Forgive myself for judging her. Forgive myself for, you know, and then you just fill in the blank. And it's really powerful because you take responsibility. Mm-hmm. because you're judging the belief around this person. And then once those exhaust themselves, like I forgive myself for judging, I forgive myself for buying into, I forgive myself for believing. Those are some nice root ones. And just kind of let them go. Keep going, keep going. And then you move into the truth is. The truth is my mom did the best she could, honestly, really honestly. She did the best she could. I know how she grew up, you know? And the truth is my mom does show up for me. I just didn't want to see it. The truth is, you know, that I am lovable and worthy of love. And just let those, the truth is statements, let those flow too. Mm -hmm. Powerful exercise powerful powerful yeah yeah what that kind of brought up for me was i think we have this expectation of our parents right just because when we're young we kind of see them as the know all be all mm-hmm. they have all the answers at some point in our life we realize oh no that's not true they definitely <laughs> don't have all the answers <laughs> right Yeah. um, They definitely have a lot of stuff themselves. And the acknowledgement of either the work that they have done 
and where that got them to or mm-hmm. the the work that they didn't do you know our coaches said this in elementum but the person with the most awareness of themselves and the world around them is responsible for showing up differently and choosing differently. Can we pause? Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that, you know, Abby and I walking this path with our parents, this is what we're doing. We're not expecting our moms to change or do the necessary work to quote unquote, be different or have a better understanding of how they showed up as mothers to us. It's not that we're out of the blame and the shame game. And we are walking into forgiveness and compassion so that we can enjoy our mothers as women, as Mm -hmm. humans. And a part of that is saying, I'm doing the work for myself and I know what it takes to accept these people in my life. And I'm choosing to carry on a relationship with them. And so that requires and involves forgiveness. Yeah. And you may have a limited relationship. Can you be okay with a limited relationship? Mm Mm-hmm. If you're wanting more than what the person is able to give, then it's not about that person anymore. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And being realistic. I have someone else in my life that we have a real tiny little relationship <laughs> because I understand I'm meeting that person where they're at. Yes. And right now they're not getting help. They're active in their addiction and they're doing their thing. And I'm okay with that because it's not my life, but I can show up with love and compassion as best as I can. (laughs) I stumble, but as best as I can. Such a level of acceptance of their experience and how they're showing up in their life. The expectation piece, when we bring that in, that's when we feel disappointment or that's when we feel anger or sadness Mm -hmm. towards another person is because we put this expectation on them. And we're not just experiencing them for who they are. And again, we get to choose. We get to choose. We get to choose. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And let the feelings of anger, shame, guilt, sadness, fear, rage. Those are signposts. Those are all signposts. Those are feelings that are wanting to be expressed. Mm -hmm. So where have you forgiven yourself? Hmm. My two weekends at Bridge and Extreme. Uh, (laughs) Okay. There was a lot of forgiveness there. We did two separate exercises around shame and guilt and the releasing of. A lot of times shame and guilt can make us collapse. Oh, yes. Into ourselves and put our heads down and feel the shame and the guilt. It's like the shame and the guilt in, you know, bodily expression. Cloak. (laughs) Yes. In the exercises, it was really about standing in your dignity and keeping your head up and allowing yourself to have eye contact with people in the room so that they can see you in it. Mm -hmm. The level of forgiveness that came from that, because I shared my shame and guilt with people that were capable of holding it 
with me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's another thing that self-awareness, know your tribe, know the people that you can go to with those things. It's not just anybody. I was in a room full of people that could hold the shame and the guilt with me. And I was able to process it and allow it to move through me. And I was able to then experience forgiveness and compassion for myself. Yes. Oh, know your tribe. Oh, I felt that. I got like Mm. chills. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel going through that today, two weeks later, a week or two weeks later? It it feels like I'm getting to know myself again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because the shame and the guilt becomes such a part of you that you believe yourself to be that. So walking with my head down in the airport, not being able to keep eye contact and eye gazing with people when I'm passing by them in the street or even people that I know. Yeah. That alone is the shame and the guilt literally being present in my life every day. Yeah. Showing up as a part of me and releasing that for myself. I can keep my head up and granted, it's a practice. It's being aware of it. It's a practice. It feels very edgy. It feels very uncomfortable. It feels like, oh, this isn't me. But it's like, is it not me? Because I just wanted to stay in my comfort and I just wanted to stay in that. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these processes challenge you to step into something new, something different. And that can be uncomfortable at times. But is it discomfort scary? Like discomfort, like, oh, this is going to put me in harm's way? Or is it just we're so used to being in comfort? that we just want to stay there because that's what we know. Yeah. Yeah. Staying in comfort. That's what we know is, I know our audience can, can hear that right now. Yeah. That's addiction. Yeah. That's addiction. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to teach y'all is the discomfort is the way. This mm-hmm. is the way. Yeah. For all the Mandalorian fans, this is the way. <laughs> the more uncomfortable you can get, the better. <laughs> yes. 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 If we continue to live a life of comfort, yeah. We wouldn't have a lot of things moving yeah. forward and happening no. in our lives that we see all around us each day. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for going into that. Yeah. Uh for me, before we land the plane. Where I've done a lot of self-forgiveness is around my marriage. Because mm. um, my real dark moments were in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shame. A lot of shame, a lot of guilt around things that I did, things that I said. Mm-hmm. Also got sober in my marriage. Yes. So the statements, I forgive myself for believing that I could do it all. I forgive myself for not seeing my trauma and what led me to addiction. I didn't have any tools. He didn't have any tools. We just didn't have any of that. The truth is we did the best we could. The truth is I got sober in my marriage. That was huge. That was huge Huge. for me. That was huge for me. So that was really empowering to go through that. There's still there. There's still some there. I'm still, you know, we're, we're still freshly divorced. So there's still some 
opportunity for me to forgive and to forgive mm-hmm. him too for things. You know, there's still some things there that I've got to, <laughs> I got to let go of. So we're always students of our own work. So I always like to be yeah. honest. I'm not through the other side of that a lot. How I behaved in my marriage, I've done a lot of forgiveness and a lot of compassion came from myself through that. Yeah. A lot. So feel good. But Beautiful. yeah, everyone, I hope you got something from this episode. We'll talk about shame and guilt. That's a whole nother amazing opportunity. And I think that deserves a podcast all on its own. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And even if this episode just got you to think about forgiveness or where you haven't forgiven. Oh yeah. Can't intervene in a world you can't see. Right. Then something's happening for you. Yeah. So just notice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you next week, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to Empowered Sobriety. We are nothing without our community. If you'd like to be coached by us on air or have any questions, email us at empoweredsobrietypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Sobriety Podcast.